Corporate Courtney, and I'm your host, Courtney Johnson, and welcome to Floor 8. And this week, I'm talking about getting money. We live in America, and cash is king. I mean cream. Cash rules everything around me. So from the moment you are able to process how this world works, you know that to be somebody and to do anything in this world, you got to get some paper. And you know how it works. Go to school, get good grades so you can get into college. Get into college and work hard so that you can get internships. After you get internships, you want to make sure that you solidify your work experience so you can get a good job, so you can get paid. The path is pretty simple, and it's the only path most people lay out for us. Now, as we get older, we realize college isn't for everybody, and Trade work is very critical to the way that this economy even runs. And a lot of entrepreneurs come out of things without any of this education stuff. So a lot of the things that we are taught from knee high isn't the only way to get it. But at the end of the day, the goal is still the same. Make money. However, in the black community, there's this weird obsession with struggle. We love it. Everybody has to get it out the mud. I mean, in a comparative way, it would be like what white people would call uh, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. Americans love an underdog story. Black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian. So you do all this hard work and you strive to be something and to make this money. And once you get a little taste of it, it's It's satisfying. You know, you want to spend it, you want to get it, things that you've always wanted and dreamed for, you're getting it, or you're being smart, you're playing it for the future, making sure you're creating generational wealth. But there's also another layer to it. We're almost ashamed of it a little bit. I mean, and it's not just money. I think in the black community, we we do it for any kind of success or glow up. You losing weight or you getting swole. Or you getting girls, you getting dudes, you know, you making it. And of course, you getting cash. And all of a sudden, it's, I'm trying to get like you. I'm trying to get like you. And then you and I'm trying to get like you battle. Looking like the Spider-Man memes where Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. We all successful. We all doing it. We all have great things going on in our lives. But in particular, when people start to make a little money, there's always some sort of dissonance that they want to make from it. And I do it, unfortunately. I notice that anytime someone compliments something I've bought or how I'm doing things or I'm congratulating someone on their come up or the things that they're doing and they kind of want to throw it back in your face. Well, you got money. You know, you know. And I'll play it cool like, nah, nah, man, you got the money. You got the money. And... I'm not the only one who does it, but it's a weird space, right? Like, 
if both of us are doing well, why wouldn't we both want to be excited about it? You know, you see rappers get a little bit of money and they flexing on everybody. They making sure you know that they paid. But in a professional setting, when we start to make this money, there's always this dissonance that we want to make about it. Like, I'm making money, but I ain't making Jasmine money. Or, I'm doing all right, but you know, I ain't you. It's a very weird space. Especially since all we've ever been trained to do is get to that point where we would want people to say, you've got money, or you're doing well. But where does that even come from, you know? Like, I get you don't want random people asking you for money. But that can't be the true source of why we try to act like we don't have what we have. And I don't want anyone to take this out of context. I'm sure that everyone who's making money is very thankful for the position that they're in and the stability that they can benefit from. But when it comes to talking about it in casual spaces, it's, it's more so a joke for others. And as I was trying to think about how I wanted to address the situation today, I was thinking on it. And I think there is some sort of adoration of meekness. We're always taught that there is a fine line between confident and cocky. And you don't want to ever become a show off. And you don't want to become a show off to people that you revere. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from. In an effort to not make yourself seem too big, you diminish your own light, not to the point of mediocrity, but of humbleness. And you want the people around you to feel good about what they're doing as well. And if they're kind of doing some sort of comparison at the same thought, you want to make sure that they don't oversell you for who you are based strictly on your money. So that's where it starts to seep in. We want to make sure that the people around us feel safe around us. Like we're still one of them. Like they could still relate. And it's especially hard if you're one of the first ones in your crew to start really making substantial cash. Because if you're smart, you've surrounded yourself with positive people and hardworking folk that are also going to be successful. And everybody's journey and path is different, so it may not be happening at the same time yours is, but it's bound to happen and you believe and you trust in that. But for a lot of us, it's a very unknown territory to be the first one with a little flex money. The first time you buy yourself a new car, the first time you buy yourself a new TV, the apartment you choose to purchase, whenever you decide to make your first home purchase... All that gets downplayed. I mean, shoot, even if somebody compliments your shoes, you want to be the first one to mention that you got it at Ross for 50% off. And plenty of folks are going to listen to this and feel like, oh, she's crazy. If I get money, I'm getting money and I'm proud of it. And I don't care who's judging or thinking because I don't care what people think about me. Well, I call bullshit. Yes, you do. In fact, no one is exempt for ever thinking and comparing themselves up against anyone else. Everybody does it. And because everybody does it, everybody thinks about it being done to them. Now, you may have a stronger wherewithal to not 
let it defeat you or conquer you or change your behavior. But you think about it. So don't judge me. But I'm a people pleaser. I care way too much about what people think of me. And I never want to seem off-putting or elitist or better than, especially when I respect them or others around me. But I see it in other people too. Young black women who make it in corporate America, they've worked hard, they're doing the damn thing. They go out and buy themselves a Mercedes Benz and everything is big money this, big money that. The idea that we call it out, the spending, has to mean that we're trying to get at something. It's more than just complimenting them on their taste of vehicles or congratulations on the rewards you've provided yourself for all your hard work. That's not what we say. We call it out by how much you're spending. So of course black women are going to be defensive about how they're spending their money or making sure that people know that, you know, they've worked hard for it or they got it on a good deal. Some sort of way to disassociate themselves from some sort of bourgeoisie type of stereotype or that they think they're affluent or something. And when we're young, it can start to put a rift in between the relationships that we build with other people. You start to find that people can't relate. Or when you need advice about a situation, you don't want to talk about it because it involves money and you don't want the judgment. So we start to struggle and do a lot of these things that we've never done before on our own. And instead of having our close friends or mentors who would understand what's going on, we keep it to ourselves because we don't want to come off moneyed or opulent. And we got to stop doing that. We also need to stop counting other people's money. Never count your homies' pockets thinking you deserve it. So when your friends who do make money say something like, oh, I can't go do that, I'm saving up, or I ain't got it, don't go throwing it in their face or throwing their other purchases in their face. How can you expect them to trust you for other things if they always know that you counting what they got? If you got your hand in my pocket, how can I trust you to do Anything I say with the feelings I got or the troubles I'm experiencing. And that's the point of having friends, ain't it? Because if I can't talk to you, what are we doing? I need more than people I can brunch with. You should be able to eat by yourself. So if it isn't the camaraderie around it, then what is the point? And this doesn't go for all friendships. In fact, a lot of people who are successful in corporate America, surround themselves with other people who are also successful in corporate America. So you may have people that you can rely on to talk about money things with. But I think we should be more comfortable talking about money with everybody. Because the moment you stop being ashamed of the wealth that you're accruing, the quicker you are to help other people start accumulating it themselves. When you acknowledge that you're doing well, Then you start talking about the kind of money that you're making and without shame. Then other people know what to ask for. They know what's out there and what can be achieved. And then people can start asking for what they're worth. But it's hard to understand what you're worth when you don't know the value of things. I couldn't tell you two years into college what the average college graduate in supply chain was making. 
I mean, sure, Glassdoor does some wide range of money for business administration that we all just kind of lump together, but you don't know what to look for or what's even out there. In fact, most of us pick the first thing that we even offered. Or if you're wildly sought after, you get a couple of different offers, but most of the companies that are recruiting know what other companies are offering as well, so they lowball you. They keep it within the range of what each of them are doing. But it's very possible that if you went to Auburn, you're getting offered one number from one company, and when they go to interview at LSU, they're offering students something completely different. And you're coming out with the same amount of years, same amount of knowledge. Some of it has better education or higher rankings that may tweak the scales, but there could be a vast difference in the pay scale. But because we're not talking about it on a wide scale, we don't know. That's why today, for every dollar a man makes, a black woman makes 63 cents or something like that. The numbers change every year, but they're not good. But closed mouths don't get fed. And you can't open your mouth to say what you want if you don't know what you want or what you can get. You'll take McDonald's if you don't know that Rathbins is on the table too. We got to start being frank and upfront about money. It's really the only way our people are going to grow and go. Black women are already multiple steps behind. You come from the fact that we don't have generational wealth, which is a fact. The majority of us that are black women in corporate America come from families who started on plantations, unfortunately, where it was against the law for them to even read. So let alone being able to create enough money for us to exist. Then if we did get out of slavery and we did try to make something of ourselves, a lot of restrictions and laws after Reconstruction burned down all of the progress that we could have made. Then you throw in the fact that you're a woman, and for the longest time, women didn't have any rights. So now you have no generational wealth, you weren't able to get a job, so you're starting even later in the game. So it's up to us now to start making sure that we're growing and thriving in corporate America. And that starts with money. So if you are making money, make sure that you're talking about it with other young black women. Tell them how much you're making, where you started, how your career path grew, things that they should be looking for, things that people in leadership positions are talking about. Because even though I'm young and I've only been in corporate America five years, any knowledge that I've gained thus far, I'm making sure I share with the younger generation behind me. And hopefully there are mentors and women who are older than me who are looking to make sure that I get it so that we're consistently sharing this information as we learn and we grow, which means we can't shy away from the money talk, which means we also can't stop being the butt of jokes when it comes to money, but we can stop some of it ourselves. Because don't get me wrong, I love when someone says that they're doing something and calling them big money. It brings me joy because I see you doing you and you being successful. It's, it's the best way I know how to compliment. But I hope it doesn't deter someone from being proud of the things that they have and what they've acquired. To be young, black, and getting it in America 
that's the dream. I don't know that I would want to do it anywhere else, even when they act a fool. And don't be afraid to spend the money that you've earned. You earned it. You worked hard. They don't just be giving out money all over the place to black people for fun, okay? You earn that. So go buy you a little something nice. You want to get in that BMW? Get it. You walk, you rocking that Louis Vuitton purse that you bought yourself? Get it, girl. And when someone says something about it, you look them in your eye and you say, hell yeah, I got this money. And I'm about to make sure that I get everything I ever dreamed about. Now, don't go rubbing it in people's faces and being all elitist because we're going to call you out about that. But don't be ashamed of the things that you can provide for yourself now because you are financially stable. If you got it, you got it. And the people that truly love you are happy about it, regardless of how you perceive what their jokes may say. And there may be some truth to it, but take it with love. Take it with admiration for your success. Because we do want to see each other succeed. I know people always say black folks are nothing but crabs in a barrel. But I also think that after all the struggle and pain that black people in America have experienced, we love to see a happy story. We love to see you getting it. And I hope that you can provide for your children and your children's children. And I know you will because you're all wonderful, successful people. And from the bottom of my heart, I'm sincerely trying to get like you. And that's all I got for you this week. Um, Thank you all for listening. I truly enjoy the support and the love that you guys have been giving me. I'm always surprised that people are still listening. I'm pretty sure that I'm sick of my own voice. But you guys um, really seem to love it. And I appreciate it. And uh, as usual, if you have thoughts or opinions or stories you want to share, please, please, please reach out to me on social media at underscore corporate court or send me an email at the corporate Courtney podcast at gmail.com. And until I see you on floor nine, toodles.